leftovers, or the DMV, or house cleaning, or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That long ball is going to go for a touchdown. The game's over. Webster Slaughter. Metcalf. Real goal. For the score. Unbelievable. 45-40. Run, William, run. He's got blockers in front. Five. Touchdown. Joshua Cribbs turns disaster into a score. Sight wants it all on this one for Logan. And he is there. Jim Brown with the 30. Jim Brown is going to go in for another touchdown. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Wow. It is Baker Mayfield. I woke up feeling dangerous. Hello, Cleveland. I'm Anthony Jokey, E. Jack Curry. Welcome to the 1085 Grand Iron Podcast. We're here to break down uh, another unfortunate Browns loss, uh, 24-19 to the Denver Broncos. We have a, a lot to get to, and so Jack, let's jump right into this. Um, you know, it's another game where the offense struggled, the defense struggled to uh, contain the run. What was the biggest flaw in the team today? as they lose to the Broncos and fall to 2-6 and six on the season? Just the execution offensively. I mean, we got down to the red zone, I think it was, what, five times? And we only came away with 12 points in those situations. Um, I mean, just we have all these weapons offensively. Uh, it seems like Todd Munkin and Freddie Kitchens don't know how to utilize it. And Baker Mayfield and the cast on offense don't know how to fully execute and it's so frustrating and it's just I don't know what to do at this point or what they need to do at this point because it it seems like it's the same thing over and over again year after year where one thing's going wrong and then it just snow it's a big snowball effect but the biggest takeaway was our the failure to execute offensively uh only come away with 15 or 19 points where you had a chance to score multiple touchdowns against a very good defense in denver uh that's just that was my biggest takeaway today yeah they had four opportunities inside the red zone like you mentioned and clearly something has to change offensively because there, there's just a uh, a lack of communication, it seems, a lack of urgency, and it, it's just snowballed into this whole thing uh, of a, a disappointing offense for this entire season. So either the head coach needs to go, either the offensive coordinator needs to go, something has to happen because I'm tired of the play clock running down to 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and they're just getting up to the line. You have to burn timeouts, which at the end of the game, it costs you. Um, you know, I'm tired of them not featuring Odell Beckhamore. Where's Richard Higgins? What is going on there? Something is clearly going on that we don't know about and we probably won't find out about. So are you in agreement that something has to change 
with either the head coach or the offense coordinator just to try and change things up to get this to work. Yeah, something definitely has to change. The only question is, is it going to change? Um, I don't know if it'll happen now. You know, we all, I know there's a, now I'm going to say we, there's a lot of people that are saying, you know, uh, Freddie Kitchen should be left in Denver. I don't know if they're going to do that. I just don't see it. I think Schefter and a couple other people said that Kitchens is getting the full season. So either he needs to take a step back, let Munkin get more involved in the offense, and you know Kitchens can focus on you know clock management and all these other things, or this season is completely tarnished. Uh, we're not going to win more than five, six games at best, and unfortunately, at the end of this season, there's no change, and it's the same cycle over and over again. Yeah, the the Browns just can't get out of the cycle. You know, like you talked about, coaching change after coaching change. You know, if they fire Freddie and uh, Munkin takes over, you know, they they might play well for a few weeks under Munkin, and then we'll try to convince ourselves that, okay, well, maybe Munkin is the guy. Let's go with him, you know, next season or whatnot. I'm just tired of the cycle. Something drastic has to happen, and I don't know. I think they would start at, at Munkin. And then work your way up to Freddie. I think that's the logical thing. You saw what it did for the Los Angeles Chargers this week. They fired their offensive coordinator. They end up beating Green Bay this week. Um, I know you have another tough team coming to town in, in the Buffalo Bills. They're six and two. Uh, you know they're they're really hot right now and they're making a playoff push. And the, their defense is also very good. So do you want to make that offensive change? You know the following week you have Pittsburgh on Thursday night. You know, the Browns are in a stretch where they have three games in 10 days, and, you know, they're going to have to win, obviously, the next two if they're even going to want to talk about playoffs. But I, I think right now, are the playoff chances, is that done? Is this over? Yeah, I, I think it's over. Um, it, it's not just Freddie Kitchens. It's not just, you know, Baker Mayfield. It, it, it's a complete organizational thing. It goes from top to bottom. I mean, you can blame Dorsey for some things that have led to this. You can blame the Haslams because they have been bad as owners, regardless of the moves they've made uh, in recent years. Uh, You can blame the coaches. You can blame the players. It's a top to bottom organizational thing. And it comes down to it. It's the culture. It's not the media and their dumb questions. It's not the fan base and their high expectations. The Browns don't know how to win. We don't know how to handle the winning once it happens. And until the culture gets established in this town, unfortunately, expectations should be low no matter what this team because they always seem to find a way to screw things up regardless of the situation. You know, it's sad to think about this, but right now Chase Young is looking like a possibility. Um, But we won't talk draft yet. We won't go there go that far yet um thank you all right you're welcome let's talk about one of the the big plays and it happened right there at the end on the fourth down uh they had to get a first down it was fourth down baker threw with double coverage over the middle they saw on the replay that odell beckham was i won't say wide open but he was open down the left sideline and baker did not see him ended up throwing the landry's incomplete that was the ball game jack uh, i'm 
totally okay if Odell goes off uh, in his post-game press conference or, or this week because at some point, you saw it at, at points during this game where Baker, I, I won't say forced it, but he, he looked towards Odell and Odell was able to be the playmaker that he is and made some, thing ha- made some things happen. And I thought Rich Gannon had a great point at the end of the game was, you know, he was always looking for Jerry Rice or, you know, his other star players in those types of situations. And I think on fourth down, you have to look Odell Beckham's way. Absolutely. But, I mean, you can't fault him for looking at Jarvis Landry. You just don't do it in double coverage. I mean, Beckham's one-on-one against Chris Harris, and I would take Beckham in that situation 10 times out of 10. Chris Harris is a great corner, but I'm, I'll am i throw that up, and get, and Beckham will go get that ball because that's how good he is. Um, yeah, I mean, Rich Gannon said it. He goes, I would go after Jerry Rice or Rich Gannon or Tim Brown. I'm sorry. But he said, he goes, go after 13 or 80. What did Baker do? He looked at him, and he went with 80. And usually Jarvis can haul that in, even double covered. I mean, Landry is always making catches no matter what. But in that situation, you definitely go to Beckham. Beckham looks ticked off. Like you said, I wouldn't be shocked if he goes off uh, and says, I need to get the ball. I mean, he hasn't said it. Landry has said it uh, time and time. But, I mean, at some point, Beckham's got to start asking for the ball. And if he's got to do it publicly, that's fine at this point. I know the media will kill him for it, but... At this point, screw the media. You don't need to worry about what they think. Uh, we know what kind of guy Beckham is, what kind of player he is, and it's time that they start force-feeding him the ball. Well, let's talk about uh, oh, the best weapon outside of Nick Chubb. Yeah, yeah, you know, Nick oh, Chubb. Oh, I'm was... just saying, he's our best weapon offensive. Yeah. <clears throat> I was uh, just saying. No, go ahead. I, I was going to say, that that's another point you brought up, Nick Chubb. And, um you know, there were countless situations today where the Browns were, you know, third and one, third and two, third and three, fourth and one, and Nick Chubb wasn't anywhere to be seen on the field. Now, I know next Sunday it'll be Kareem Hunt in instead of, you know, Dontrell uh, Hilliard, but uh, to me, some of this is just mind-baffling when you, you have a running back that's good as Nick Chubb and he can't see the field on those plays where you know you're going to run the football. The, the fourth down quarterback sneak, I know the spot was terrible and it should have been first down, but why isn't Nick Chubb in there on that play? You know, it, it's things like that, you know, we talked about the potential offensive or, or head coach coaching changes. Those are the kinds of things I'm talking about. And, and it's just frustrating to see week after week this season when they've been running the ball well that they get away from it and, and not use Nick Chubb, who has been the, the best player on offense this season. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand Kitchen's line of thinking of, you know, wanting to take Chubb out and put Hilliard in. I know that they, they're they supposedly high on Hilliard, uh, but Chubb has been one of the best backs in the NFL this year. He, le- he came into today leading the league in yards per game. Now, the Broncos did a good job of containing him for the most part, uh, but still in that situation on those short situations, you run it up the gut with him. Uh, There's a couple times where they would do outside runs with him. And that's just not, that's not smart. 
you know, Chubb is a power back. He keeps his feet moving. You plug it up the middle. You made these offensive line changes to help with the running game. And then you do stuff like that. So it was just another failed attempt by Kitchens to, you know, try to outsmart everybody. And, and that just didn't work. Yeah, I think he was outsmarting himself all game. You know, you saw that reverse run to Odell Beckham. Uh, you saw countless draw plays, countless screen plays, and it just weren't working. And I think that, you know, at some point you got to get away from the cute stuff and, and go with, what's, with what is working. And, uh, you know, that, that just stems back to uh, what we've been talking about uh, so far is something has to change. We don't know what it is, but something has to change at this point. Let's talk about the defensive side of the football to where a, a guy named Brandon Allen playing in his first NFL game completely outplayed Baker Mayfield today, and it wasn't even close. And I, I don't know if you want to put this on Wilkes, if you want to put this on a defense. I know the, the tackling was just atrocious today. Jermaine Whitehead, they could leave him in Denver for all I care. It, it, it's just uh, another week where the, the run defense was bad. Uh, the pass rush was there at times, but not when it needed to be. So it's just another week where, and we said this about the offensive side of football, is the lack of execution. They had 12 guys on the field on a kneel down at the end of the first half. That's coaching. You know, it's just another poor effort, and there's there's very little uh, reason to believe in this team from now on with, with effort like that on both the offensive and defensive side of the football. Right. Well, I mean, you look at the Denver side, I thought, you know, their offensive play caller uh, did a great job uh, scheming up stuff for Brandon Allen. He looked good in his NFL debut, which seems to be a trend against the Browns. You look back, Kirk Cousins' first start, he torched the Browns. Carson Wentz's first start, he torched the Browns. I wouldn't say that Allen torched us. I mean, he made some great plays. um, And also the playmakers around him made some great plays. Sutton made a great catch against Denzel Ward. Noah Fant embarrassed Jermaine Whitehead. Like you said, Jermaine Whitehead should not even get on the plane. Um, and that they got Philip Lindsay into the groove, and that little guy is one of the best backs in the league, and the fact that he went undrafted was crazy. But, uh, you know, Allen was he – did, he did some great things. You know, he rolled out, was able to extend plays with his legs, uh, something that none of us really knew about. So uh, all in all – Broncos did a good job, and the Browns just poorly executed defensively, um, and it's kind of broke down towards the end. I mean, at the start, they seemed to contain him for the most part, but then once Lindsey got going, it was kind of all she wrote there for Cleveland. Yeah, it, it, it's tough. You know, we had so many expectations coming into this year, especially for the defense. Um, you know, we, we talked about how. They just needed to be an average defense, right, with how well the, the offense was supposed to gel. Well, the offense has been bad, so the defense has to, you know, had to step up, and, you know, it, it just hasn't happened. The, the run defense has been terrible. The effort on tackling has been really bad. The best part about the Browns this season has been the part that we were all worried about in the preseason, and that was the kicking game. Austin Seibert. Hasn't missed a field goal yet. He's only missed two extra points this season. And, and Jamie Gillen has been terrific as a punter. So I, I think we could not worry about that. And, you know, it, it's just uh, terrible, terrible how uh, 
this offensive defense that has been so lackluster uh, this season, and you know we thought that we would be going to the playoffs. I, I feel like a, a moron for predicting this team to go 13 and three. You know, I, I was really optimistic, and you know that's just a, that's just a total disaster. Um, I guess if you want to take away some positives from this game. And I guess we could kind of end on that, Jack, if you want to take some positives out of this game, just so we could kind of calm down and start to feel a little bit better. Um, I thought Mac Wilson had an okay game for the most part. Um, and, and, and really, that was it. You know, I, I know Cybert had four or four field goals, but besides that, I think Mac Wilson had uh, the best game on, on defense, and that's really all the positives I'm going to take out of it. Yeah, I mean, Wank Wilson, every time you could see him around the ball, he was making plays. Um, yeah, he had a good game. I would say Joe Schobert had a good game. You know, he punched out that ball, forced a fumble. Um, they did incorporate Beckham more, it seemed like, today. He made some unbelievable plays. Uh, you know, I, I tweeted or messaged you during the game, vintage Beckham on a couple of those plays. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, you can't take too many positives from this. It's still a loss. Um, I've listened to the press conference while we were recording. Kitchen sounded defeated. Uh, makes you wonder what's going on there. Uh, I'm sure we'll, if we hear anything, I'm sure it'll be soon. But um, it'll be right after it, we upload the podcast per usual. As 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 per usual, but I mean, yeah, this this one sucks. I mean, it's just it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I don't expect changes, but. Oh. Um, I don't know. A year ago at this time, I didn't expect Hugh to get fired, and then the next day, Hugh got fired, and as, as did Todd Haley. So, uh, you never know with this team. I saw a great statistic, and of course, it came from Michael Lombardi. Uh, the Browns are two and ten when Baker Mayfield throws a ball more than thirty-five times. I'll let you absorb that one for a second. I mean, that's just that's astonishing to me. I, I just I, I don't even know what to say anymore about this team. Um, I mean, we're two and six. We're coming back home to play three straight home games, but we got a tough Buffalo team. Pittsburgh's four and four, and they look pretty good despite their flaws. They find ways to win, and then I don't even remember who we have after them. But this is going to be a long second half. Yeah, I know that the Dolphins are on there. You know, we got the Dolphins and the Bengals. You know, there might be a couple more wins on there, but the Dolphins beat the Jets today, so you know, you never know. Anything could happen any week in the NFL, and you know, it's just sad that we have gotten to this point in the season to where you know we're talking about it being over. Um, hopefully, things can change for the better, but they, they have a, another tough team in Buffalo coming in this Sunday, uh, so it, it's it's going to be rough. Uh, it's going to be another long week, uh, especially if there's changes. Uh, is there anything of note that Freddie has said during that press conference that you've been listening to? Just that um, the Beckham play, it wasn't what he wanted, is what Kitchen said. And also, he doesn't think that... Uh, he thinks the guys are still fighting and then they haven't quit. And he said there's eight games left. So, I mean, I wouldn't expect him to say anything else, but, I mean... I don't know, Anthony, this is just getting old, man. You know, we had such high expectations this year, and it's, it's just been a punch in the gut. 
Yeah, it really has. You know, it, it's just the. Uh, you know, I, I saw somebody tweet a, a while ago. I can't remember who it was. That usually, they're not usually. Typically, the media tends to pick a team a year before they're ready. Hopefully, that's the Browns. Um, at, at this point, though, if things don't get fundamentally better in the off season, and and leading up to it with the eight games remaining. I can't even see where this team even makes the playoffs next year. Yeah, I mean, and and on another note, Jermaine Whitehead needs to get off Twitter because he's embarrassing himself right now, uh, attacking fans, attacking Dustin Fox. Like, this is not good. Like, dude, your job's on the line. You played poorly. Just just shut your mouth, dude. I mean, that's it's embarrassing that you have to attack fans on Twitter that are critical of you. Yeah, it's kind of funny that it's the first thing he did as soon as he got off the field and go on Twitter and start doing this. You know, um, I don't know. We're at this point in the season where hopefully it doesn't turn into this every week. We're kind of at that point, but uh, like I said, it's going to be a long week until they play another football game on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. All right, Jack, uh, before we get out of here, anything else you want to discuss? Uh, just that, you know, there is obviously no update yet on Olivier Vernon and Ricky Seals-Jones, but uh, the way that they were grabbing their knee, it did not look good. So uh, we'll definitely see what happens at this point with them. But hopefully it's good news and not bad news. Hopefully. All right. Um, all right, Jack. Uh, you guys can follow Jack on Twitter at Lee. You can follow me on Twitter at NickyJokey. Be sure to follow our website at the Dogland. Uh, you can visit the website by going to dog.land uh, instead of .com. Uh, we appreciate everyone who's visited so far. We appreciate everybody that listens to the podcast. You can find our podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play. With all that, we're going to get on out of here. It's very tough to say, but it, it's always the most important thing, and that is go Browns. Leftovers or... The DMV Number 97 Or House cleaning Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun Play over a hundred different games online For free from anywhere You could redeem some serious prizes ChumbaCasino.com Live the Chumba life No purchase necessary We're prohibited by law T plus terms and conditions apply See website for details